All right. Y'all know what it is, right? Party in the Palisade style. That means I got a message with some music. Here we go. Now I know. I know R. Kelly's supposed to be blacklisted, right? Episode right here is dedicated to the Brock Purdy fans out there. This one is dedicated to everybody out there who who might feel like Brock Purdy is the answer. And I'm not saying that you guys are wrong. I just want to provide a little bit of pushback, a little bit of caution, you know, because what I'm noticing is a lot of those same people are throwing shots at my man, Trey Lance, like he's got something to do with anything. Let me turn the music down. Let me turn the music down. All right. Chanel, Walter, what's going on, brothers? I'm noticing that a lot of these Brock Purdy supporters are suddenly going out of their way to trash my guy, Trey Lance. And I don't get that. I don't understand that. I'm noticing that a lot of these Brock Purdy supporters are even trashing my guy, Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't get that. I don't understand it. I'm noticing that a lot of these Brock Purdy supporters went out of their way to trash anybody who said the 49ers should maybe look at Baker Mayfield when the reports were that the Panthers were letting him go. All of a sudden, Brock Purdy is Joe Montana. All of a sudden, Brock Purdy is the next Tom Brady. And I, for the life of me, can't figure out why we do this to ourselves. Now, let me be very clear with what I'm saying here. I like Brock Purdy. I think we can win a couple of these games with him. But to pretend like he is the best option that's out there, to pretend that he's the best quarterback on the roster, to pretend that we don't have a need to look for somebody else, it's just ill-advised. It's just not smart. I can't for the life of me figure out why we go out of our way to tear down other people when we want somebody else to do something. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like asking, if, if you have multiple children, right? It's like asking one child to take the trash out and then just, and just bashing the other child because you didn't ask them. It doesn't make any sense. That child wasn't even asked to take the trash out. 
but you decide to just just throw shade at them. You decide to bash them. And if you had have asked them to take the trash out, they would have taken the trash out. Now, maybe they wouldn't have done it the same way. Maybe they wouldn't have taken it out as fast. Maybe they wouldn't have taken it out as efficiently. Maybe they would have made a little bit of a mess. Maybe they took it out as fast and efficient, but they didn't replace the trash bags in the house. Who knows? But if you never asked them, why would you be ripping them? Why would you be giving them a hard time? It doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm seeing a lot of that happening on Twitter. I'm hearing a lot of that happening in the spaces. I saw so many 49er fans during this Rams game on Thursday Night Football hoping that Baker Mayfield would fail. Not because he was on the Rams. Not because they wanted a division opponent to take a loss. Not because he got there 48 hours before kickoff. It was none of that. It was because there were a handful of people that suggested Mayfield come to the Niners. And they were against it. And they wanted to be right. They simply wanted to be right. They wanted to say, see, I told you the Niners didn't need that guy. That's the only reason they were hoping Baker Mayfield failed. That's not right. And there's nothing wrong with liking and supporting Brock Purdy. I myself am a Brock Purdy supporter. I myself believe we can win some games with Brock Purdy. But what I won't do is become delusional. I won't I won't sit here and pretend like we have all the answers in-house. The fact of the matter is we are a bad tackle away from Josh Johnson having to take significant snaps for the 49ers. Guys, that is not good. It's not good. And if you thought Baker Mayfield wouldn't have been an improvement over some of these guys on the current roster, you are wrong. You're wrong. It's okay. Now, none of that makes a difference, right? The Rams put in a claim for him. They were at number four. The Niners were at like 24, 27, somewhere around there. We wouldn't have got them anyway. But I do have a problem with the chest banging, with the pats on the back saying, hi, I told you so. I was right. You were wrong. It's the wildest thing in the world to me. It just doesn't make any sense. The 49ers could definitely use a guy like Brock, uh, like Brock Purdy, like Baker Mayfield. Absolutely. Even if he wasn't a starter right away, even if he was just a backup to Brock Purdy, they could have used a guy like that. I was in a group chat and I'm not going to say things got heated. I only posted one or two messages. But it was this whole, should we look at Baker Mayfield? And the first comment was, well, they're never going to look at him because of that cap hit. Okay. But then the information about that cap hit came out. All of a sudden, it was evident that the Niners only needed less than $2 million to bring him in if they claimed him. 
And then all of a sudden, the energy just changed up. Well, now that he's cheap, what's the excuse? And the excuses became his attitude. He's been a head case everywhere he's been. This is a team that gave up picks to acquire him, and they just let him go. (coughs) Excuse me, guys. I'm battling COVID right now. I apologize about that. I was supposed to be going to the 49ers-Buccaneers game this weekend, but I I just got back from Mexico this week, and I'm down with a really bad case of COVID. That's why I didn't want to do a show on YouTube the last couple of days, but I'll be back tomorrow. Don't worry. So it went from the money to, oh, he's a head case. And the one point that I made against that, the one argument I made was how much of that was him versus proper motivation. And if you look at his rap sheet, you look at his track record, don't take it from me. Just look at it. He's got a couple winning seasons there. He's been in the postseason a couple times. Right? Got a couple coaching changes. And even here in Carolina, a couple coaches there also. Right? Maybe he just hasn't been anywhere that's stable. Could the Niners have motivated Baker Mayfield to come in and play the way they need him to play? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to dwell on it. What's done is done. I'm over it. I'm over it. I don't even care to discuss it anymore. I'm off it. But now I want to talk about my guy, Brock Purdy. I was excited. The game was over, and I'm like, yeah, right? 26 points by the Niners offense. Let's go. I'm banging my chest. I'm pounding the table. I'm stomping my feet. I'm ripping and roaring all through Cancun, Mexico. Everybody hears me going crazy. My wife is outside on the balcony telling me, babe, chill, chill. I'm going crazy. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, Miss Debbie, I'm, I'm sorry, love. I, I wanted to get there to see you too. I really, really did. But I, I am going through it right now. I don't know if you guys can hear the change in my voice, but I feel it. I'm, I'm, I'm outside right now trying to project and push through what I'm going through. I was very much looking forward to seeing you. Green lot. I was going to be there. Oh, man, I was going to be there. I actually gave away. I didn't even resell it. I gave away my ticket to another faithful. I wanted to do something positive for somebody, you know. Uh, But, yeah, so I'm pounding my chest. I'm stomping my feet. I'm banging the table. I'm making all kinds of noise. I'm ripping and roaring all through the streets of Cancun, Mexico, celebrating my Niners dub, right? And I'm talking about how Brock Purdy put up 26 points. 26 points. And I'm celebrating that. And that 2-6 is a big number. Because our offense hasn't been doing that consistently. They haven't been doing that regularly. Now I'll be it. I'll admit to you guys, Jimmy Garoppolo got three of those points. That opening drive, we marched down the field and we got three points out of that. I'll give that to you guys. Seven of the other points, I know we put up 33. Other other seven came on the defense, right? Strip sack, fumble, touchdown, uh, 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 a scoop and score. And so 
I got 23 points to work with. And it wasn't all pretty. It wasn't all pretty. But we did it, though. 23 points in his first game in there, not expecting to get any burn, not expecting to get any playtime. I was I was damn proud of that young man. Then I went back, and I'm reflecting. And I'm like, yes. How can we do the rest of the season if Brock Purdy is the guy? Because I'm not ready to give up on my Super Bowl aspirations. I'm not ready to give up on my Super Bowl dreams for the Niners in the 2022-23 season. I'm not ready to give it up yet. But here we are in our third quarterback. Are we good enough? Are we that good? Well, it starts with evaluating the quarterback. There were plenty of people out there that said, if Trey Lance is the quarterback, we can go all the way. But if it's Jimmy, we can't. He just makes too many mistakes. So I went back and I watched. And I looked at every single snap that Brock Purdy took. Every single one of them. And there was a lot of good in there. I see a guy that trusts his arm. I see a guy that trusts his wide receivers. I see a guy that trusts the plays. I see a guy that trusts his receivers. And I thought that was important. Like, really, really important. And I felt very confident in the beginning. But then when I started to pay more attention to how the passes were being completed, I started paying attention to how we were getting by, how we were being successful in the pass game. And that's when I quickly realized a lot has to change or we're going to end up losing a lot of games with Brock Purdy as a quarterback. Now, I know it doesn't sound good. I know this is something that you guys don't want to hear. So I'll go ahead and get to it. I'm going to go ahead and get to it. Brock Purdy cannot throw with anticipation. All right? He can't. It's not my opinion. This is what I saw on film. This is what I saw when I looked at his tape at Iowa State. If the numbers aren't facing him, he's not comfortable throwing the ball to a receiver. I tweeted out something along the lines of, rest in peace, Yak Brothers. The yards after the catch is going to be gone. It's over. It's over. There were three catches this week. Three catches in this past game from Brock Purdy that resulted in yards after the catch. And all three of them, the receiver had to break significant tackles. Now, I know he's not a finished product. I don't want you guys to think that I'm just, oh, this is who he is, and it's done. It's not what I'm saying at all. Be very clear with what I'm saying. I just want to caution you guys. I want to temper your expectations. I don't want you guys to get way up here so you can get let down. Okay? I don't, I don't want you guys to get let down by who Brock Purdy is. And I'm not saying he can't change. He might. He can. He can. He can absolutely change. But the yak is gone. It is gone. Every throw, it looked like Colin Kaepernick in 2017. Or, I'm sorry, 2014. It looked like Colin Kaepernick in 2014. He would not throw the ball unless the receiver was facing him. Nothing over the shoulder. Nothing in stride. Like, just... I got to run my route and I got to turn and face him here, right here in my numbers, not the nameplate to the chest. The Niners are a team that pride themselves on yards after the catch. 
there were three catches that did it. The biggest one being Jawan Jennings. And Jawan Jennings had to break hella tackles after the reception to do that. It wasn't about hitting him in stride. It wasn't about uh, finding a spot in the uh, in the zone and then allowing him to work. It was with a man on him. He broke a couple of tackles and he capitalized on the opportunity given to him. And if that's the case, that means that every passing yard the 49ers are going to get will be dependent on the arm of Brock Purdy. Every single passing yard. We will not win many games like that. I'm going to tell you guys right now. We won't. It's great on third downs. If he can see a guy, it's going to be great on third downs. He'll squeeze it in there. He'll rocket it in there. But the yards after the catch, the things that made this team special, what, what, what we love Debo for, what we love George Kittle for, I think those things, are, they're in trouble right now. Now I'm hoping I'm wrong. This was a week with no preparation. This was a game that he did not expect to come in and play in. All right. So I got to see how he how he changes. I got to see what he does. I don't know how it's going to work out. But I don't want you guys getting too high. I wouldn't be doing my job as a content creator as a 49ers influencer if I didn't tell you guys the truth about what I saw. Now, the good news is this kid does trust his arm. He doesn't have the strongest arm in the world, but he trusts it. It's going to lead to some bad picks, some really, really bad picks, by the way. Like, you can trust your arm. It doesn't mean that I can do what you trusted to do. It's going to lead to some really bad picks. But we've been expecting that all along with Jimmy. So that shouldn't alarm us too much. That shouldn't discourage us too much. I'm going to wrap this thing up. All right. But I want to caution you guys about one other thing. We'll see what happens with, with Purdy. And let's continue to support him. Let's continue to uplift him. Let's tweet positive thoughts, positive tweets. But let's stop tearing down the guys behind him now. Let's stop tearing down the guys that are on IR or the guys that are injured behind him now. Jimmy Garoppolo has nothing to do with Brock Purdy being out there other than the fact that he got hurt for Purdy to play. Trey Lance has nothing to do with Brock Purdy being out there other than the fact that he had to get hurt for him to get out there. So we better be careful what we say about those guys. And that's why this song is in the background. All right. You guys got me? We have to be careful what we say about those other guys. Because those other guys are the plan. Those other guys are the future. All right. Let's just be cautious here. Now, I do have another song that I wanted to play in this episode, and I was going back and forth with it. So I think I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. I'm going to apologize now because it's a little more violent. It's a little more... uh, 
adult rated. Okay. It's a little more upbeat. But man, oh man. I think we got to accept my man for who he is. All right. Because Brock Purdy is who he's going to be. Unapologetic. And I want to talk about the differences. Oh, shit. I am what I am. What I'm not, see, I never beat. Come on, y'all. Huh? He is who he is. And I want to talk about one more thing here. I'm going to bring it back to the beginning. I'm going to end with the way that I started. I started with comparing the Brock Purdy, not even comparing, but Brock Purdy and Baker Mayfield, right? Baker Mayfield's opening drive looked phenomenal. Led them down the field, boom, wow, right? And then he just sucked the rest of the game until those last two drives. All of a sudden, those last two drives, my man was cooking. And he goes out there and he gets the win. And they show him celebrating on the sideline, no helmet on. He's headbutting players who have their helmets on. Sean McVay's like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Like, Sean McVay's going crazy on the field. They show him in the locker room, and they're going crazy. They are celebrating. They're going hard, right? Mayfield is talking with the commentators after the game. And they got the microphone in his face. Baker, how'd you feel? He's like, oh, my goodness. I'm just so excited. What a win. I can't believe it. Right? Oh, like, yeah, this is me. Like, let's go. And then I think back to Brock Purdy. I'm like, well, Brock, how'd you feel? What an exciting win for you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it was a good win. You know, I left a couple of things out there on the field I got to get better at. But, you know, it's just another game. I, I prepare like I'm going to be the starter every week. And uh, it's, it's cool. It's cool. I like seeing the different levels of maturity. I appreciate seeing that. I did. I swear I did. Not knocking it at all. But there's nothing wrong with being excited. There's nothing wrong with turning up just a little bit, celebrating, right? Living in that moment. If this is just work to you, you're never going to have fun with it. If it's just work, you got to go out there and have a little bit of fun. Every coach I've ever been around, has always said you celebrate a win for 24 hours, but you you live in a loss for three days. 24 hours for a win, 72 hours for a loss. Because the loss you got to learn more from. But the, the win, when you're in the win, you celebrate it for the next 24 hours, and then that is it. It's back to the drawing board. You get ready to prepare. And there were just massive differences. Kyle Shanahan, a little bit more relaxed. Now, that's that's just Kyle's style. Kyle's not the ripping and roaring kind of coach that Sean McVay is. And I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out. I'm going to go back and look at some, some Brock Purdy Iowa State pressers. I'm going to find out if that's who he is. Is, is he this calm, laid-back, just uber-mature quarterback. Is that who he really is? Yes, I agree, Miss Debbie. 
He can't be anyone but himself. He shouldn't try to emulate anyone or he won't be his authentic self. Be you, Brock. Be you, young man. I completely agree with you. And I think the person that we saw at the podium is not him. I think that is the reeled-in version of Brock Purdy. Don't take my word for it. Listen to what the players have been telling you all week long. We've heard from Brandon Ayuk and Trent Williams saying that he tells people, hey, shut your ass up and listen during practice. He's a fiery guy during practices. He's a guy snapping at the players during practices, in between snaps, in the huddle, in the classrooms. And you're telling me that he goes to the podium and he's just, yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, it was nice. It was a fun game. We had a good time out there. We can get better in a lot. We know you can get better in a lot of areas. We know you can be more efficient. We know you can complete more passes, Brock. But show us that you had a good time out there. I, Sorry. Hate me if y'all want. I was sincerely happy for the Los Angeles Rams. They got that win. And watching the surprise on Sean McVay's face, watching the celebration of Baker Mayfield, my man almost concussed himself. I saw him headbutt two different guys that had their helmets on while he didn't have a helmet on because he was that damn excited. He was so excited he was stupid. I like seeing that. I want my guys to feel the way that I do when I watch them pull off a win. An an improbable win at that. If the 49ers told anybody that they were going to be playing a team without Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance. It doesn't matter who that team is. People are going to say, yeah, they're probably going to lose that game. It don't matter. With the seventh round pick, Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft, they're going to be like, yeah, you're probably going to lose that game. And now we're looking at this next game here in what? About 58, 58 to 65 hours. Somewhere around there. I don't, I'm bad with that. All right. We're playing Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Yes, we're at home, but the Niners are favorites. How? How? I don't like it. I don't trust it. I think that we come back to reality a little bit. Can we still pull off a win? Absolutely. Is it going to be smooth sailing? I don't think so. Is Shanahan suddenly going to say, hey, fuck it, we're going to run the ball 30, 40 times? I don't think so. I don't think so. If I'm every team that the Niners play the rest of the season, I sell out against the run, and I make Mr. Irrelevant beat us more than I would Jimmy Garoppolo. At least you know Jimmy Garoppolo's got the quick release. He can hit your guys over the middle. You know that Jimmy Garoppolo can take advantage of some mismatches in the secondary. Not a lot of them, but some. I have no idea what Mr. Irrelevant can do. And I'm not going to sit there and let him just be comfortable all game long. I am sending the house every single play. We will play the run on the way to the pass. We're sending everybody. Eight men in the box all game long, all going forward, and you got to beat us. And that is if, – if that's how teams choose to play the 49ers, you can't run the ball 30, 40 times a game. I'm sorry, you can't. You just can't do it. 
I know it was just the Dolphins. But the Dolphins' defense is not that of Tampa Bay. I understand it's another Florida team, but it's not that Florida team. We're going up against a top 10 defense now. And Brock Purdy is going to be tested. And Tom Brady lives for moments where the games are close and he gets another possession or two at the end of the game. You want to win this game? You got to be up by more than two scores when there's four minutes left in the clock. Send me the Addy. I'm coming to you. That's it. That's what it comes down to, guys. All right? I'm going to wrap this thing up here. I do want him, Brock Purdy, to continue to be who he is. Be who you are. I want to see who you really are. I don't want to see the representative. We're not dating. I'm not courting you. You are already here. You are part of this team. You are part of the family. I want to see who you are. I want to see what you stand for, Brock. All right? I'm going to see you all soon. Y'all be safe. Have a great night. I'm out of here. Peace.